Wednesday, August 24, the Big Sports Breakfast, Sky Sports Radio. A very good morning to you. If you're just tuning in, uh, just discussing our favourite condiments, our favourite chutneys mm, here in the... Pickles! Talking chutney, talking pickles. <laughs> or is it, was it called pickles, that yellow one? What Dad used to have, it had corn in it. My dad that, used to Was that pickles? pickles? Yeah. It was the pickled relish, was it? It was yeah, like a yeah, yellow... Really, yeah, yeah, I know. It yeah, I think so. Just pickled like relish. Isn't corn it? and... I didn't go near pickles, but I remember my dad used to put it on his bread or his toast. Yeah. Yeah, beautiful. I yeah. oh, like chutney's good. Chutney, if you've got like any sort of chicken, add some chutney. Yeah, that's the word boy. doesn't excite me. No, nah. it's like really? stew. I never go through stew because it's called stew. You don't like chutney? No, I'm not a chutney man. You got an oh, enemy called stew or mate. something? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, no, well, I'm we not got, a chutney man. We got about two shows out of Loz's Pex Paste, actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that, it's not me, that gear. No. By the yeah, way, Pex Paste, boys, all yeah. good. By the way, Steam Bulldog Richie sitting in Loz's chair. Yeah, good morning, morning, everybody. I came in too early, didn't I, Mido? Nah, no you're, such thing. You're supposed right? to be introduced, Clark. This is That's your our work. segment. Ah, so no you can thing. come in whenever well, well, you, you guys want. can go then. Yeah, you can. Come make yourself a cuppa. Have a bicky. I'll have some chutney <laughs> <laughs> on my biscuit. <laughs> What's happening in footy world? Oh, everything, Clarky. Plenty as always. Tigers. Tigers. Manly. Panthers. What do you think of the Luttrell. What do you think of the Go Easy Judiciary? Uh, it's a really it? interesting one, Clark. You know, I was thinking about it on the way in here this morning, mm. and I'll play devil's advocate a bit here, okay? James Tamo is one of the nicest blokes you'll ever meet in rugby league. Yep, he's polite, he's engaging, and I've had a fair bit to do with him over the years through Australia, uh, Penrith, the Blues. I think Laurie picked him in his New South Wales side. Yep. Um, so let me stress that first up. However, I think one week for an F-bomb followed by the word incompetent directed at a referee, I think it doesn't send a great message. And I think that the, the fairy tale and the romance of him coming back to play the final game is lovely. Mm. But I think if we're looking for consistency mm. and we're looking to get this out of our game and we're looking to ensure that the kids don't see and hear this and think that it's okay, I think one week was lenient. Well, my question to the boys this morning was, is it, does it now come down to the education? If you're intelligent and use the right wording, you'll get one week. If you're rough and just go with the swear words, you'll get four weeks. Like, that can't be, that can't be right. It can't be... If, if you are having a shot at the referee, your choice of words, surely around meaning the exact same thing, can't dictate a difference of three weeks. Correct. Look, I've, I wasn't there last night, Clarky, so I didn't hear the evidence. I'm sure James Tarmow spoke well. He always does. And I'm sure there was a plea there to let him play one final game. He doesn't have a contract next year, albeit he hasn't announced his retirement. That has to be the reason why he's yeah, got one So, week. look, if they got lenient, and maybe it was an emotional night, and they thought, let's give him one game, that's fine. Yeah. But as I said, if he wasn't retiring and it wasn't James Tarmow, would they have reduced it? I can't answer that. I get the feeling he might have got two under different circumstances. And I think if you're going to call a referee that in the heat of the moment, he came out straight away and apologised, but that's two weeks for me. Yeah, but like in any court of law, your prior your prior, you know, prior record comes into consideration. Yeah, it does. Yep. It so does. that came into consideration last night with James Tarmo. He still gets a week's suspension. Do you reckon he thinks he deserves... He's the first guy that's... Do you think he, he thinks he deserves two weeks? I think he 100% did. And that's why he came out straight away and said, you know what? Whatever I cop here, I was out of line and I deserve it. And I'm not going to fight it. 
<laughs> three days later, they're fi- and it. I get why the, the Tigers have fought it, and I think it's wonderful that he gets one more game, one more opportunity to play. I think. I think that's a good story. In the judgment last night, in the judgment last night, it does say, in light of the player's history and his obvious remorse and his contrition, which was expressed immediately after the game and in the course of his evidence, the panel was satisfied there was no need for any penalty to incorporate any element of personal deterrence. So they've taken it into consideration, the fact that he's had a good history in the game. Sorry, Loz, I didn't say good morning to you. I apologise, mate. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks, Doggy. That's yeah, good. No, no I'm genuine. Really I didn't know Loz was there. Hope you're good, mate. But, Loz, <laughs> I, I want to ask you a question, and I want to ask Clarkie a question. Clarkie? Yes? If a fast bowler comes in... Yes? ...and a plumber will be to the LBW is declined... Yes. ...he turns around to umpire Dickie Bird and says, what you're effing incompetent, oh, yeah? what would he get? 50% of his match fee, maybe the lot. He'd have to get more than that. No, he'd get more than that. I think if, uh, these days, if he's using that language to the umpire, I actually don't know. Grade three is, it would be grade three. I reckon it'd be 100% match fee, which is 15 grand for a test match. Uh, don't know if he'd get a game. Don't know. But he'd definitely go 100% match fee. Gee, I'd be stunned so if he didn't get a game. He might get a game. You might get a game. Well, you know, it would, you know what? It'd probably come down to what's his reputation like. Has he has he been there before? And if it was Stuart McGill, for example, in his heyday, he might have went for five games. Correct. <laughs> the way he spoke to umpires. Did he used to oh, Mackie used mate. Yeah. He used to give it to them. Just blow up out of control. But outs. again, as well, different era as well. Yeah. Not as many cameras and microphones. And these days, I think if you if you were to speak to an umpire like that, you'd be. You'd be copping it. You were saying to us last week the late Rudy Kurtzman was one of those umpires you could not do. No that. way, mate. No, and and I reckon there's a number of umpires that um, that umpired me when I played where you just knew, it was it was oh, I don't know, Matt. It was just old school value. You knew you, you, they were like a teammate, mm. even though they were the umpire. You spoke to them how you spoke to a teammate. You wouldn't you would not disrespect them in that manner. Um, yeah, Rudy was certainly one of them. Well, Mido, what do you think you should have got? I'm happy with one week. you happy week. with a week? I think one week's fine. Loz? All things taken into consideration. I, I didn't think he'd get off. So I, I, I thought the two-week penalty was about right. But I'm happy that he got off and gets a chance to play his final game. But I understand where you're coming from, Bulldog, because I thought that there was no chance. If they want to you know, make sure that you can't speak to officials like that, uh, like the big one would be what the officials think. I, I, I'm assuming today there'd be some referees, touch judges, touch judges, you know, not happy with that decision because they would think that that's being disrespectful to them. This text. Hey, Clarkie, get off your high horse. How long did you get for threatening to break Stuart Broad's arm? Mido, please ask. It was actually James Anderson, and I give Clarkie 10 gold medals for it. Should have got paid for it. Yeah, <laughs> I think you, you I think didn't get it, in trouble. No, for I got it, fined. Yeah, I, I reckon oh. I got fined. Might have been hundred percent of my match fee. Okay. Something like that. Did I, they just pick that up through the sound effects? Stunt mic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Did you become irritated that that was the reason that you? got... Uh, I mean, that's your office out there. Yeah, to some degree. not really. Not really. I I shouldn't have said it. So you cop again. You cop your punishment. What provoked it? 
Oh, me and James Anderson going just, at each other. Just for didn't like each other. Twenty five years. Yeah, fair call. <laughs> I think we played each against each other when we were seventeen. That was the first time. Um, no, he had a crack at um, George Bailey. Bailey. It was George yeah. Bailey's first Test match, and George was fielding bat pad. I was talking to Mitchell Johnson. Ran past and just got just enough of that conversation for me to turn around and. <laughs> Let Jimmy know what I thought. You're a cranky bugger, aren't you? I was cranky at that stage, yeah. <laughs> loved it. No, oh, yeah. You don't was that the series when Mitch yeah. was on fire? Yeah. Yep. Did he dig a few in short? Yep. Good. Regularly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thankfully he didn't break his arm. That wouldn't have been a... Uh, that wouldn't have went down well, my God. And the other thing as well, like I get that, you don't want young boy or young girl going to club cricket on a Saturday and thinking, well, it's good enough for the Australian captain to be saying that, so I'm going to tell this young boy or young girl to get ready for a broken arm. So, I, yeah, whatever it was, I deserved it. Can't half laugh at this text. Isn't it more of a punishment actually having to play yeah, I, I nearly said that this morning. <laughs> I actually nearly said that this morning as well. Uh, harsh, you blokes. Oh, our listeners are too good. They're too good. Uh, you have written a story today about Liam Martin at Penrith in his future. Now, they're not going to be able to keep them all. And maybe this is one yeah, bulldog that might end up elsewhere. It's a watch this space, uh, Mido. Uh, he's under contract for next year, but his management want an upgrade for next year. Liam played all three Origin games this year, and he's not on the biggest contract. To be fair, Penrith have offered a three-year extension from 24. So I think it can be worked out, but if that contract upgrade is declined by the Panthers, then it puts them in a bit of an awkward spot. Uh, Melbourne has shown some interest. Uh, the Dragons, the Tigers, the Sharks, and also Parramatta, uh, have some money now that Isaiah Papali'i is committed to going to the West Tigers. So they could also enter the conversation. So it's an interesting one. But you're right, uh, next year, or after next year, Crichton, To'o and Martin all come off contract. And you'd have to think that one, maybe even two, may have to be moved on, which is a shame because it would be disbanding a, a great hit, side. Bulldog? Do they all just get together and say, you know what? Let's let's just stay together, and we all just take a little hit. They can, Clarky, and they do. But it's funny how a tight knit side can be dismantled when you agree to stay together until someone offers you another yeah. two hundred thousand dollars a year, and then suddenly they're on their bike out of there. And I get that they've only got a short you know, period in their life to play rugby league and to earn some good coin. And you know, I know the old manly side from the. Uh, Des Hasler's era, they all salary sacrificed for many years mm. to stay together and win comps. But mm. you, know, you, you can't take too much of a hit, can you, Clark? You know, if someone offers you 700, yeah. you're on 500, you, you, how do you stay? Yeah, it, it's, it's a lot of money. I get that. But I think it's also underrated. The, the team that's winning, uh, generally you see more of those players playing representative footy. I think every player wants to play finals footy. So I think sometimes where you are in your career is really important. If it's the back end, I think maybe some things can change and you care more about, you know, setting yourself up financially and, and counting every dollar for your family. But I think for these boys that are in their prime, I'd want to be, I'd be, want to be playing finals footy as much as I can and I'd want to be trying to play representative footy as much as I can. So winning goes a long way. Loz, you know? did you take a pay cut to keep that great Raiders side together? I, I know you were very tight down there, weren't you? Uh, yeah, I think... Well, tight, well, tight in regards to friendship or tight yeah, No, tight in regards to friendship. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you, well, you do because you can't keep everyone if they were market value. Yeah. You, you just know that you accept less to stay at the club 
you're at. Mm. That, that's what that's what you do. You, you accept less. Um, if if you want to stay at that club and you want to have success, you, you would get offered, and we did. You get offered more money to go to another club, but then it's up to you whether you want to go there or whether you want to stay and continue to chase success at the current club um, you're at. And again, you know, we were well looked after as well. It wasn't as if we weren't getting nothing. Um, but the fact that you were settled, you were in a good squad, you had a good team, you never felt like, um, you know, you never felt like uh, you had to discuss it with everyone. It was just sort of, you know, common knowledge that if you wanted to stay, then you would have had to accept less. I guess too, Loz, get somewhere else. being in Canberra, it was a little more difficult to leave because you were well and truly outside of Sydney geographically, where if you're in Sydney, moving clubs might mean going 15k down the road, which is nothing. You can uh, stay at home, but you, to, you have to relocate up here. That's exactly I, right. I think, the, I think it's different generation now as well. Like, I love that Loz, that they did that, and they wanted to play for that club. That was Their loyalty was to that club, and if they had to take a financial hit, they did. I, I love that. This generation's very different. They will go where the money is, and I think we've seen that on so many occasions. I, I, I just think it's completely different generations. See things so differently. Is one right, is one wrong? I, I don't think there is a right or a wrong, but I love that older, th- that, those values that Loz and the Raiders boys, and I'm sure the Broncos at certain stages would have been exactly hmm. the same. We can they get wanted players, to play at that club. We can get players out playing for three clubs in yeah. six season. weeks, yeah. <laughs> which is utterly ridiculous, but that's just the world we live well, in. Well, I love it when a player's kissing the, the badge on his jersey <laughs> like he's such a proud para player, and next year he's signed with the Broncos or someone like me. <laughs> kissing another what badge six weeks later. <laughs> Give me a break. Uh, by the way, our conversation at the top of this segment, uh, one of our listeners, uh, Pup, just for you. Pup, that's corn relish with the ah, corn in it. Yes, it was Common too. is sweet mustard pickles, yellow in colour and contains onion, cauliflower and good. Yeah, the old man loved the corn relish. That was in the fridge. Glad but I, like the, I like the chutney better than the corn relish. Laurie, are you a chutney man? No, not a chutney man, Dean. I'm a bit like you. Okay. The name Pickles? just turns me off. Just butter. No, <laughs> the name does. <laughs> yeah. Chutney. Ugh. Pickles. Ugh. Yum. Mate, I remember when we used to have stew at home. That's the same thing. And and you'd you'd hear the name stew and it'd be like, ugh. But then you ate it. It was all right. It was I'll, nice, actually. I won't eat stew, but I'll eat casserole. But it's exactly yeah, the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Mate. Mate. Seriously. Bulldogs here, give him a call if you want, 13.53.53. Now, you spoke to Tim Sheens as well in the wake of the 72-6 loss for the Tigers against the Roosters. How did he feel? He was defiant, really, from uh, what I read in your article. Yeah, he was on the attack, Sheensy, and, you know, I kind of liked it, to be truthful, Mido. He wasn't sort of in the fetal position. It was a horrendous loss. We all know that. 12 tries, one of the worst in the NRL's history, or possibly the worst. Uh, but rather than sort of cower, Sheens, he said, no, this is the course we're taking. We've got our juniors in place. We're going to invest in our juniors. We're recruiting. We've got Papalihi. We've got Coruscant. And this is the course we're on. And this is the course we're going to stay on. Whether the fans agree with that course, I guess time will tell. But in terms of Tim Sheens, yeah, he, uh, defiance, one word, you know, perhaps, yeah, he wasn't going to back himself into a corner and say, we give up. There was no talk of that. It was like, you know what? We're in a corner here, but we'll kick and scratch and scream until we get out of this corner. Have they been linked to anyone else, Bulldog? 
I mean, you, you mentioned Papa Lee and I know Coruscant's going, but what, what other players have been linked to that club? Uh, uh, Liam Martin has Loz, whether that's for next year uh, or 24. Certainly, I think they've got some money. And I'm just trying to identify the key positions, Loz, and you're probably better off answering that than me. I mean, we still don't know about Luke Brooks. I hear yet again that Newcastle will come back in the off-season and have another little nibble to see whether they can get Luke Brooks. You know, is it getting to the point where well, it's that's untenable a big one, there? Isn't it? it's that's the big one for the Tigers. It keeps it's going on and on. Whether they want to keep him or whether they don't want to keep him or whether they have to give him a payout, where's that all at? You know, you've got Hastings on the sideline at the moment. I think they were looking at that combination of Hastings playing at 13 and Brooks as a 7 and Dewey at 6. Did, did they like what they they saw there or is it about time they, they moved um, – yeah, Brooks on because it hasn't worked for for, for both parties. I, I think they've just got some big decisions to to make in those key positions. To be honest with you, Des Hasler. What's the latest with Desi? I saw some comments from Max Krilich over the weekend, even saying it's uh, probably time for something fresh there at Manly. But uh, Desi, he's been curtailed in his two. I guess, non-finals years, years and his four years back at the club by the absence of Tom Trebojevic, who in those two years, they didn't make the finals. Turbo played seven games on both occasions. Yeah, this story will keep unfolding in coming weeks and months. Uh, Mido, just to clear the air, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Des needed to finish top six this year to trigger his contract for 2024. That obviously hasn't happened. So he is under contract for next year. Mm. Uh, I think you'll find, even though he hasn't mentioned it to me, that Des would want to keep coaching at Manly. That would be clear. So he would be looking to uh, extend, I would imagine. So the question is, when do Manly make a move on Des one way or the other? Do they wait for eight, ten games next year? Is that too late? How many games does Des have to win next year to trigger a new deal? I just hope it doesn't get messy. Uh and whether Manly decide to do it in the off-season uh, is up to the club. I spoke to Scott Penn through text message yesterday. He said, we'll look at the situation in the off-season. But uh, they had an incredibly disrupted year this year with Trebojevic and then the Pride jersey fiasco. I'm sure they don't need another disrupted year next year in terms of speculation around Dez's future. We've got Greg on the line. Morning, Greg. Good morning, boys. How are you? Yeah, pretty good, thanks, mate. What do you want to talk about? Third-party payments. Third-party payments. What about them? Yeah, I reckon they're, they're the things that really need to be brought in the line. Um, to say that you're signing for a contract at X amount of dollars, uh, you'll go play for that club, but then you get paid an exorbitant amount of money to go and do third-party pro. Payments, uh, you um, you uh, press the flesh and some dues, get a few photos taken, do some things, and then put on twice the amount of money you should be on when you first go in. Uh, am I looking at things a bit stupidly, or no? No, you're right, Greg. A lot of people do believe that third parties do give some clubs a benefit over others. The high-profile clubs tend to 100%. be able to offer players third parties. Clarky, you know, Definitely. the clubs like the Roosters and the Bunnies who have got connections and yeah. 
are corporately strong as yep. opposed to the, the the weaker clubs. And a lot of people do say it's unfair. And I, I don't think Greg's right when he says it's you know, double your contract money. It's not that much. And the NRL tender what they claim, quote unquote, and the clubs keep it at arm's length. So they don't sort of get involved too much in it. But yeah, I, I'm not a great fan of the third parties. But having said that, if a player can jag a few extra bucks for his family. The other thing, it, happen, it happens in all sport as well. Like, there's a time, I think there was a time when I was playing cricket where I was making more money through endorsements than I was playing cricket. So it's not like, I think it'd be unfair for, you know, we talk about rugby league every single day on this program. They are ambassadors for the game. They are role models. Kids do look up to them. Why should they be stopped getting a car deal or a, you know, face of a watch company or like whatever it is? They're, they're, I don't see why, why is it okay for cricketers and other athletes but not okay for, for rugby league players. You just, yeah, you just want to try and make it as even as possible. But the player really dictates that. Yeah, I'm sure, you know, the Roosters might have a, a big network. But if you're James Tedesco and being the best player in the world and you play for the Tigers or you play for the Roosters, there's going to be endorsement deals out there for you.